Welcome football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Let's Talk XFL, the only podcast solely focused on the XFL. From a sunny Southwest Florida studio, here's your host Michael Lathrop. Hello football fans. This is episode 16, Unjustified Disappointment. We are officially one year from the XFL's 2023 kickoff, providing us with a year of exciting developments to help fuel our anticipation. As we await the return and rebirth of our beloved 2020 XFL. As we continue to wait for league announcements, today's show will not include any news, because there's nothing to share. However, I would like to address the growing frustrations with the XFL from a segment of the fan base. Later in the show, I will be joined by Brian Roth to further discuss this outrage. I recently made a post on the show's social media accounts to somewhat address this growing belief that the XFL are lying to fans and are doing nothing. So, I feel the need to address this overwhelming outcry of disappointment towards the XFL and its ownership. I will share with you what it is the XFL co-owner, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, exactly said so that those fans who are sharing their discontent on Discord, Reddit, social media, and whatnot can ease their frustration and practice some patience. Back on December 23rd, Dwayne The Rock Johnson appeared on CNBC's Tech Check as a guest. He discussed several of his business ventures. Among them, the XFL was mentioned. Here is a brief segment of what he said of upcoming announcements. We are a little over one year away from launching um, our XFL, and that is our professional football brand uh, with our chairwoman, Danny Garcia, and our other partner, Jerry Cardinal from um, Redbird Capital. And we should maybe within the next month or maybe two months, we're going to be announcing our broadcast partners, which we're very excited about, and, and uh, new, new teams, new cities, and very excited about that. And again, as a former player, uh, myself, what an opportunity it is to create for uh, create an opportunity for other players yeah. uh, to live out their dream and take care of their families. So excited about that. Did you listen closely? I hope so, because he said, and I quote, we should maybe within the next month or maybe two months going to be announcing our broadcast partners, which we are very excited about. New teams, new cities, end quote. Maybe as in not definitively two months. He was providing a rough timetable for fans. Then, on January 17th, Dwayne The Rock Johnson appeared on ESPN's Manning cast of the Los Angeles Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. During his appearance, the XFL was also brought up. Here is a portion of the segment of his comments regarding upcoming announcements. Man, it's a it's a full circle moment for me. So we have some pretty exciting announcements coming up here, maybe in about two three weeks. Uh, I think you guys are really going to love and enjoy, and um, and 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 I and I cannot wait. And I got to tell you, you know, as 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 an XFL owner, um, my number one goal and my number one priority will be always be the player and to take care of the players and create these opportunities for them. Once again, I hope you listen closely, because he said, and I quote. We have some pretty exciting announcements coming up here in maybe about two, three weeks. Uh, I think you guys are really going to love it and enjoy. End quote. There it was again. Maybe. 
as in not definitively two to three weeks. Another rough timetable. I understand fans are eagerly waiting for news. But it is disingenuous to say that the XFL are lying to fans, are doing nothing, etc. The league is well at work and are on the verge of sharing significant news approximately a year before its relaunch. Something that the USFL is only done while scrambling around just a few months before their debut. Yet the USFL are looked at positively and praised for their approach. Let me remind you, the USFL will not be in their namesake markets outside of Birmingham. Whereas the XFL will be playing in each of their markets, allowing fans to attend their team's home games while providing a legitimate home field advantage. Remember, the XFL is beginning from scratch. Do not discredit the work the XFL is doing. More so, do not make statements that are incorrect. The XFL did not give definitive dates for announcements. Therefore, have not missed any deadlines. As I have previously mentioned, I will now be joined by Let's Talk XFL contributor Brian Roth to further discuss the fan base's outrage. Welcome, Brian. I appreciate you taking the time to join the show to discuss the XFL fan base's growing disappointment with the league. Thank you very much, Michael. It's always a pleasure being on. Before I get your take on the community's outrage, I would like to share some facts. The main source where this disappointment stems from is the XFL's co-owner, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's comments from his appearances on CNBC's Tech Check and ESPN's Manning Cast. To clarify those appearances, the CNBC Tech Check was on December 23rd when Dwayne The Rock Johnson said, and I quote, we should maybe within the next month or maybe two months going to be announcing our broadcasting partners, which we are very excited about, new teams, new cities, end quote. And the Manning cast was on January 17th when Dwayne The Rock Johnson said, and I quote, it is a full circle moment for me. So we have some pretty exciting announcements coming here in maybe about two, three weeks. Uh, I think you guys are going to really love and enjoy, end quote. Using his comments, and looking to the calendar, the tentative window would close on Wednesday, February 23rd-ish. So, Brian, now these are the facts. Knowing these details, what is your thoughts of this disappointment and uproar from the fan base that Dwayne The Rock Johnson has lied and the league is not delivering on promises? Well, I would say that Sometimes maybe some things do come up that might push whatever you might want to plan to announce off a little bit in the future. So I do want to at least acknowledge that. So that can sometimes be the case. They have something maybe in mind. They have a plan for a little bit, but then say something comes up and they may want to give it a little more time to cook or let it marinate. So it might push it off a little further in the future. So I don't see any issue regarding that. And also when he said maybe, when I hear the word maybe, it's sort of saying at least to me, okay, it might happen, it might not. It really depends on what sort of happens. So in this case, it's leaning towards the uh, might not happen right now, but does definitely, at least for me, say that it will happen at some point down the line. 
as a proud American, I acknowledge as people's right to free speech. Of course, they have the right to their own opinions, but they do not have the right to their own facts. The word maybe was used during both interviews. The announcement dates were never etched in stone. So it is a false narrative that the XFL promised an announcement on any particular date. I also have to address the mentality that the XFL have not done or shared anything with its fan base. This sentiment is also completely false. The league announced executive hirings on November and December. In addition, ownership shared dates for the players' combine, team training camps, and the 2023's kickoff, which is on June 18th, January 9th, and February 18th, respectively. The XFL are a year away from relaunching the league. It cannot be disputed that the XFL are farther along a year from kickoff than the USFL were, yet fans praise the USFL's progress and timeline. I do not understand how the USFL, who have rushed every aspect of its 2022 launch and still figuring out details with less than 60 days to the start of their season, are somehow viewed in a positive manner, whereas the XFL, who are not using television executives and have hired a team of professionals with experience in their respective areas more than a year before kickoff. The XFL's executives are essentially starting from scratch in regards to broadcasting and stadium agreements. In my opinion, they're well on track. In two to three months, the XFL have locked down dates, have been all over scouting collegiate talent, and are on the verge of announcing broadcasting partners and city and or teams. Now, how is this not considered anything other than being ahead of schedule and successful is mind-blowing to me. Brian, am I being too harsh? Not at all. I do think that a lot of people these days want something now. They want to hear something now. When I think about that, I think about the first XFL 1.0 where it really did feel rushed and they had to put something together like right there. In truth, when we got that XFL 1.0, we saw it was a rushed product. Now they're sort of praising USFL for also doing things now, even though it also feels a little rushed. And I do think that gives me a little bit of a sense that it will end up being almost like XFL 1.0. You're going to see the rushed portion of things. Even in the uniforms, if you look at USFL uniforms, looked pretty rushed, in my opinion. You don't really like to hear this, but patience is necessary. You need to take the time to put the right pieces together to have a successful relaunch in this case. You know, people just want things now. I wouldn't doubt that, say, they might be just sort of laying a little bit low right now, seeing how the USFL goes. And then once they sort of run into their issues, they pop up and say, hey, we're here. People just need to relax. It's going to come next year. Not now, next year. So let the process take hold. So then next year when the XFL kicks off, we're going to have a much better product overall than what we might expect from the USFL this year. For shits and giggles, let's take a look at the USFL timeline. So their social media accounts were created 
and made their first post on November 17th, which is 164 days before their scheduled kickoff. Their cities and teams were unveiled on November 22nd, 151 days out. Their broadcasting partners were announced on December 15th, which is 128 days out. Their hub location was announced on January 25th, 87 days out. Head coaches were finalized on January 27th, 85 days out. Their playoff and championship location was announced on February 16th, 65 days out. Uniforms were revealed on February 17th, 64 days out. Their draft date was announced on February 22nd, 59 days out. As of today, they are less than two months from the start of their season, which kicks off on April 22nd. And the USFL are still hiring supporting coaching staff, need to finalize rosters, yet to create playbooks based on team personnel, and have not yet begun training camps. Now, to remind you, a decent amount of the fan base is upset because of some of these items were not announced before the XFL were a year away from their start of February 18th, 2023. <laughs> Compared to the praised USFL's timeline, are you concerned where the XFL is currently? Not at all. I think being smart or taking things, I'll say easy, but they're really trying to put all their ducks in order and make sure, you know, this third relaunch sticks. In my opinion, I'm not at all concerned at where the XFL is. Because as I mentioned before, I do see that the USFL, at least in my opinion, is rushing things. And if you rush things, you're going to put together a very haphazard product. I think that's very much a thing that's throughout all of life, really, and no matter what area. If you rush things and you really put things together last minute, it's going to come out crappy. So I'm not at all concerned that the XFL is sort of doing what it needs to do to take whatever precautions necessary to make sure that this third relaunch sticks around. I personally feel great about where the XFL currently sits in comparison to the USFL's timeline. If the USFL's execution of details leading up to the start of their season is success, then the XFL are doing a phenomenal job. So I'm not concerned. I believe they are well on their way and will be in great shape come kickoff in 2023. Now, I do feel as though people may believe that I'm taking shots at the USFL and that I'm being a hater. That is not true. I intend on tuning into the USFL season come April 22nd, but I have to say I will not become a fan of any team. The hub, in my opinion, is a test. It is an attempt to showcase the USFL and market franchises to potential buyers. My fear is that if new owners do not step forward and purchase each team, it will either remain in a hub in its second season or Fox might decide to pull the plug. I'm rooting for the league to succeed, but I am not completely sold on its business model. It seems too dependent on financial resources from county and the city of Birmingham's taxpayers. If franchises are not sold, I'm not sure the league will receive additional taxpayer resources for year two. After all, it's about longevity and having leagues moving forward. I'm just not sold on the USFL's business model. Brian, do you have any remaining thoughts? 
I'm pretty sure you explained everything I was thinking. Yeah, we'll tune into the USFL. Obviously, New Jersey Generals and Houston Gamblers sort of give a little bit of that nostalgia feel to things, even though I was not even born yet when that sort of thing came out. Yeah, I would tune in and watch, but at the same time, it's one of those things where, as you mentioned, probably be very hesitant to sort of jump in and commit just to sort of the way how they are going about things. And yeah, I think it's very much a feast or famine approach to it. They could either, it goes really well, people do it, go in and buy those franchises, or it falls on its face and, well, another one and done spring league. There is some interest. There are reports that Alex Rodriguez is in talks with Fox to buy the New Jersey General. It's not out of the realm of possibility to actually sell these franchises. But you have to sell eight. And then once you sell those eight, they need to get out of the hub and find their own stadiums and whatnot. I don't know what that looks like. Even if you sell one or two, are you going to play two teams in other markets and the rest in the same hub? And if you're doing a hub, you're still reliant on taxpayer resources because that's essentially what is happening in Birmingham. Millions of dollars are being taken care of by either the county or the city. They are expecting money back coming from hotels and restaurants for all the players. But the league even is still trying to figure out the housing. At first, the players are going to be responsible for paying their own hotel rooms, which is going to be crazy. And now the league's claim they're going to pay 50%. I'm not going to get into all split the hairs. It's not a USFL podcast, so I don't care to get into all those details. But the business model just doesn't look right. Long-term, you're paying players, say, $45,000, and you're expecting them to pay somewhere around $2,000 a month in hotels. It just doesn't make sense. But moving on, do you have any remaining thoughts? Well, now you mentioned Alex Rodriguez is interested in buying the New Jersey Generals. I might just throw away my supposed interest in watching New Jersey Generals. So other than that, uh, no, no, I think we sort of covered everything. <laughs> well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate you finding the time to come on to the show again. It is a pleasure as always. Well, till next time, Brian, cheers. Let us choose to be positive and let go of the negativity. I have faith in this ownership group, not because I see Dwayne The Rock Johnson as a savior. He is one man and only a portion of the league's ownership. Danny, Dwayne, and Redbird Capital each bring different strengths to the table. People tend to focus only on Danny and Dwayne, but I believe Redbird Capital will be the difference maker. After all, it is Redbird Capital who have experience in operating sports franchises. All good things must come to an end. This concludes another episode of Let's Talk XFL. As always, I'm interested in receiving your feedback. So do not be a stranger. Reach out to let me know your thoughts, and if you do so, your comments just might make it on the show. But before you go, do not forget to subscribe and rate the show on your platform of choice. And for the love of football, try to remain patient. The news is coming. We will have plenty to discuss. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. 
Don't forget to subscribe and rate Let's Talk XFL on your platform of choice. Follow Let's Talk XFL on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Talk XFL. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to letstalkxfl at gmail.com.